This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes. And it all leads up to one winning Winning try. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita show on 105.7 Fan with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. And our official first week, I know it's not like seven days, but new week is starting. Training camp started last Wednesday And so Cordell had an opportunity to be there um, during training camp at the castle, as well as the open practice at M&T Bank Stadium. So we've got a few days of camp under the belt already. So Cordell, uh, from your perspective, again, it's only been a few days, but nonetheless, a few days. (laughs) And so um, between the open practice, between, you know, camp, I'm just curious to know, were there any early observations? Now, before you start, I know that Zay Flowers missed a couple of practices due to an illness. He was seen um, on the sidelines at open practice with a mask on. So um, I know that it might not be a ton of information about him, but I know that there was a lot of positive feedback about him early on. Um, But aside from that, is there anything that you've noticed in the first few days of camp that stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, I would say this, um, the fact that I I think the offense is still trying to find themselves right now has been some days where the defense has has kind of won the day. And that's going to happen. I mean, not only do not only are the Ravens installing a new offense and don't still are missing some of the key guys on the offensive side of the ball and Dobbins and Bateman and flowers, the last few practices. Um, But they're going up against a really good defense as well. Um, I think we forget that. So it's not out of the norm for the offense to have their struggles right now, this time of year, especially considering they don't have on pads. It's tough for the O-linemen to really block the defensive front. They were 
very disruptive uh, on Saturday at the practice at the MNC Bank Stadium. Um, they you had some knockdown passes. You had some guys getting in the backfield super quick. Um, but overall, I am I, I think there are some things to take away from the offense that that we're seeing so far. Lamar, I, I think for the most part, the Saturday practice was a little up and down for Lamar throwing the ball. I think he got better as it went on. Um, the connection with OBJ was on full display. That was Beckham's best day of practice. I would say if camp was at MNT bank, um, had the touchdown, that video has been kind of going around. He had another diving catch on the sideline as well. He was just kind of all over the place. And when Zay flowers, like you said, Zay flowers hasn't been there as of late dealing with the illness, but you can tell when he's not out there, you're missing that go-kart out there a little bit at, at receiver. He's just so jittery and, very quick and um and you already mentioned like Bateman not being there right. you know I'm sure he's gotten a lot more opportunity and so right. now you have no Bateman and no Zay Flowers yeah, so noticeable. it feels like that's a struggle yeah yeah it's, it's definitely noticeable when those when, when, like you said we haven't seen Bateman at all uh but Flowers when he's not out there is definitely noticeable um Isaiah likely had a pretty good day at the uh stadium practice on Saturday he's kind of been turning in the right direction for the last couple of days, honestly. Um, so with the pads coming on today, I'm excited to start to see when are we going to see some of the one-on-ones. Maybe we'll start, obviously, the aggression will get turned up a little bit more now. So today is probably going to be the official first start of camp in my mind. Yeah. Um, defensively, uh, I, Marcus Williams is kind of that underrated guy. I, I think – you look at the Ravens defense and you start to mention guys like uh, Marlon Humphrey and uh, Roquan Smith and, 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 and Patrick Queen. And obviously everybody's excited about these young pass rushers as well. And Kyle Hamilton, what he did last year, but Marcus Williams kind of, I think gets lost in the flood a little bit. And we forget how good he was before he went down with the injury last year. And then even in his first game back, he gets that interception that game. I mean, this is a guy that could lead the league in picks, I believe. Um, And so he's flashed a little bit as of late. Again, it's, it's, it's the little things. He's always in position. He always knows where the ball is going. He had a play the other day uh, on Thursday in Thursday's practice where Mark Andrews caught a ball and, Marcus Williams kind of comes out of nowhere from behind and punches the ball out uh, as Mark Andrews is trying to secure the catch. You don't really see that happen to Mark Andrews too often. And it makes it even uh, uh, an even better play uh, because he was able to avoid the contact, which is what they're trying to avoid this time of year. He's able to make that play without even touching Mark Andrews. So that, that, that was really good interior uh, wise on both sides looks like Salah. I mean, he has not given up that starting guard spot since they put him there uh, to start minicamp. So I think there's something to that. The okay. fact that we haven't seen John Simpson get any first team reps. We haven't seen uh, Ben Cleveland get any first team reps. We haven't seen Lele get any first team reps at left guard. It's It's been uh, the the Salah show over there. Um, now they're not, they're probably not to the point now to where they're ready to name him the starting guard today, but just from everything we're seeing. And when you hear John Harbaugh talk about him, when we ask him about him, he raves about him. I mean, it looks like he's got the leg up right now at that left guard spot, I would say. Um, 
on the other side of the ball defensively. Uh, Michael Pierce has been disruptive. Michael Pierce was disruptive last year as well uh, before he ended up going down with the injury. I mean, he's a big dude, and you look at him, you're like, man, is he overweight? But when you watch him run and you watch him play, he plays really good for the size that he's at. Athletic um, for his size, yeah. yeah. Or, and, and, and you think about the fact that he'll be a part of the rotation. It's not like he'll be asked to play 90, 80, 70% of the snaps even. You know, they'll limit his snap count to try to maximize what he can give them on each play. Um, but he's had he's been off to a really strong camp, I would say. Matt Abike as well has been off to a strong camp. Uh, David Ajabo has been really good um, as well. I mean, I, I – he had a couple of tackles, uh, would-be tackles, I would say, at the stadium practice as well. He's even doing some things in the run game. Uh, also, Adafi always looked good, but, you know, that's kind of been the thing with him. He looks good this time of year. It's kind of like when does it happen? Is he going to look good in September, in October? Uh, but I did talk to him Saturday after the stadium practice, and he's in a good headspace, I will say. He he told me, you know, right now going into this season, it's the first time he feels healthy going into a season since sophomore year of his of college so you know that's kind of a ways away um last year obviously he had the shoulder surgery that he was working back in the offseason so he does feel good right now he raved about what chuck smith has been able to do for him not only on the field but mentally as well helping him with his confidence um so you know it's always optimistic and optimism in august i say um but I, I, you look at this ravens team and uh, outside of the the question marks that we bring up every time, which are the injuries, it, I, I think there is reasons to be optimistic about this team. But I am st- uh, going to, like I said, for me, training camp starts today with the pads coming on. Yeah, I agree with that. And and look, you know, I talked about this prior. You know, I do think that the offense is going to struggle. I think that they they have to figure it out. There's a lot of new moving parts. Um, into this offense. And so, you know, you have the Ravens who already have a year under McDonald's defense. Um, There's, you know, not too many new players in that defense. There's a familiarity there that the Ravens don't have on the offensive side of the ball. So I completely expect them to struggle. You know, they're still going to figure it out. And I said that I wouldn't even be surprised if they have a slow start into the season because they're still figuring things out. We already heard that, you know, Todd Munkin doesn't want Lamar to wear a wristband. He wants to, you know, have him kind of memorize the plays. Um, And so, which is very interesting because it's a new offense. You would think that they would start that early and then wean him off of it, but it appears that Lamar feels okay with doing that. And so, you know, there are going to be some issues in that regard. Um, But I think that, you know, you have to take that into account and then you have to realize that eventually there's going to be more players that will be joining this offense. You hope JK Dobbins will be a part of that. You know, Rashad Bateman will eventually come back. And then you mentioned Zay Flowers, you know, who had missed a couple of practices, but ultimately all of the parts aren't even there right now. And they're still trying to figure out and implement a new offense. So I definitely think that this will get interesting. Um, with the pads coming on, how this is going to work. Uh, it should be fun. 
uh, seeing, you know, who stands out, who doesn't stand out. <laughs> well, that's not the fun part, but um, but who stands out will definitely be fun um, in that regard. Pat Ricard, a guy, we didn't even mention him. He's still he's, working. I, I saw I, I did post a video of him working out in the end zone at the stadium practice. He's still on to the sideline, still trying to work his way back. John Harbaugh did tell us that Jalen Armour, I mean, uh, Pepe Williams, should make his return to the practice field today. Yeah. Uh, which which is a good sign for him because I, I do think he's one of those guys that needs to get out there and start playing to try to give the coaches a good idea of how uh they'll be using him this year, if at all. That that nickel spot is kind of open for, it's kind of up for grabs right now. Uh, at least part of the rotation. They're still going to play Kyle Hamilton there. Yeah. I believe they're going to play Brandon Stevens there a little bit as well. Marlon may go on the inside every now and then like he usually does. But Pepe could be a guy that's a part of that rotation. We'll see. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, of course, we know that Odell Beckham Jr. is a raven. Uh, and so we know that, that there will be some impact. It, to some degree, you mentioned the touchdown that has kind of gone viral um, from the open practice. And you also mentioned a diving catch. But I'm curious to know what you see in terms of Odell's impact and not necessarily on the field. I, I, I'm curious to know what you think about what his impact will be off the field as well. It really feels like the Ravens. Um, receive a lot of attention more so than any other time. And I, and that's crazy to say because Lamar Jackson is the quarterback of this team. And so that is going to garner attention within itself. Now you add Odell Beckham Jr., who has about 13 million Instagram followers, who is uh, very polarizing in the National Football League, who is friends with a lot of famous people. Oh, yeah, he does still play football. And it appears that he potentially will be playing at a high level. So I'm just curious to know your thoughts on his impact uh, coming into the 2023 season. Yeah, look, I, I think Odell Beckham can help in more ways than just on the field. Um, let's just start off with, first of all, there may be a discussion to, I think it's still Lamar's town locally. Yeah. Locally, I still believe it's Lamar, you know, is the most popular guy on the team. But nationally, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Uh, I mean, and even with the kids and stuff, Odell Beckham gets kind of the same reaction Lamar gets, if not more, to be honest with you, just, just being there and hearing how, how they, you know, how they go for Lamar. I mean, they do the same thing, maybe even a little further for Beckham. And I had asked Lamar about that uh, Saturday after the practice and 
and Lamar was just like, look, I mean, I love watching him out there. He said, he said, while he's not screaming with the kids and stuff, he's screaming on the inside. He's a fan and, too, basically. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he's, he's still, he's still kind of coming to grasp with the fact that Odell Beckham is one of the receivers that he has to throw the ball to. And I, I do think in that sense, it helps Lamar just, it's not just the Lamar show right now. And it's the first time in a while that it hasn't just been a Lamar show. Mark Andrews has been great. Mark Andrews has been everything and then some at the tight end position. Um, but when you talk, it, it's never, it's, it's very, outside of the people that cover the team on the regular, when you start watching the national outlets talk about the Ravens, it's always Lamar, 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 Lamar. And now you do, get, it it is, it doesn't seem like it's just Lamar anymore. Now it's, oh, they've got Beckham. They've got Zay Flowers. And then you start going to the people that they've already had on the team, like the Mark Andrews of the world. So um, I just think Beckham is, is is kind of making it easy for a lot of people. His presence alone on and off the field kind of takes attention away from everybody else. And yeah. I think that's needed a little bit. Right now, especially, like I said, for a guy like Lamar, who always has the ten attention on him, Beckham can kind of take some of that off his plate right now. But even to the football world, Beckham is can help take the some of the load off the plate of Mark Andrews. He can help take some of the responsibility off of the rookie and Zay Flowers. He can help take some of that off of Rashad Bateman as well whenever he gets on the field. And um, I would say this about Beckham. We the injury questions are legit. I mean, the the proof is in the pudding. We've seen his career to this point. I, I do think the injury concerns are a legit question mark. But the one thing about him, he's still an elite route runner. He's still winning early off the line of scrimmage. And if you throw him the ball, he's going to catch it. I mean, it, it, if the ball is within his reach, is within his catch radius, he's going to catch it. And Lamar said it the other day uh, that. Beckham basically told him like, man, anytime you in trouble, anytime you need a play, anytime you need me, I'm there. You can throw me the ball and I'm going to do my best to at worst bat the ball down. You don't have yeah. to worry about trying to throw it to me and an interception happens. Like I'm going to try to uh, at least knock the ball away, but just know if you throw it my way, most likely something's going to happen. And again, outside of Mark Andrews, it hasn't been a lot of, that type of confidence in whenever you're in trouble, just throw it to me. I'm curious to see how long it takes Lamar to even break away from going to Andrews when yeah. he gets in trouble, because I still think I'm looking at even, even Saturday, that was still kind of his natural reaction. And the yep. offense got off to a slow start. He didn't complete his first couple of passes and is like, all right, I need a play now. Where's 89. And that's, and, and that's still the case. So I'm curious to see how long it takes for that to kind of transition a little bit to Beckham, because I still think Mark Andrews is going to be the guy in this offense. I've, I've maintained that all along, but I do think Beckham is going to be a, a, a big piece of this offense as well. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see if they will treat Beckham similar to how they treat Andrews in terms of um, option routes. I, I think it's easy to acknowledge that Mark Andrews pretty much gets free reign in the offense. I mean, of course he gets, you know, he's, you know, he's told to do certain things, but Mark Andrews is a lot like the Travis Kelsey Mahomes connection where he, he knows where to get in between spots. 
and he knows how to get open. And so I'm curious to know if they allow Odell to have some free reign, because I, I do think that it's important to have that type of chemistry, um, you know, between quarterback and, and receiver. And so Odell is a veteran. He's been in the league for, you know, 10 plus years. Um, he has been very good at what he does in his duration in the National Football League. So he has a veteran presence. And my argument under the Greg Roman offense was that I felt like too many guys got free reign and everybody is not good at that. Everybody is not good at having option routes. Some people need to be told what to do flat out. But I feel like Odell is a type of dude that he's been in the league long enough. He knows defenses well enough that he could be a type of dude that you can rely on to do some options, to freestyle, to find ways to get open outside of what, you know, was told to him or whatever because of his experience. And so that's great in the sense of, okay, now you don't have just Mark Andrews anymore that can do that. You also have Odell that can do those types of things. And to me, that's key. Having that type of chemistry, having that type of connection to me is key, especially in an offense that is new, that you're still trying to build, you're still trying to understand. But those types of things you don't need to understand. You don't need a, a play call necessarily to say, look, find the open spot. I'm going to find you. I'm going to go to you, you know, and then we'll make the connection. And so I think that that's important to have multiple guys that actually know what they're doing in those option routes. And I feel like Odell is absolutely the person that can help in that regard. In terms of his popularity, I agree that, you know, locally Lamar is going to always be the guy, you know, he's, he's the top player in this town. And, and so, but from a national perspective, you know, Odell has been around longer. He has much more popularity. Um, and I do think that people um, will take to him a little bit more, which is probably a good thing for Lamar. You know what I mean? He's been, he has dealt with, you know, being the guy, being the center of attention for the Ravens, essentially since he's been drafted. Now he can push that off a little bit to Odell and be like, oh good, I don't have to worry about this anymore. I'm curious to know with this whole situation with Odell, because you saw like LeBron James responding about, you know, the play, you know, I'm curious to know the celebrity aspect of it, because I do feel like there's a celebrity aspect now that's going to come. And you saw it a little bit with Lamar, potentially, uh, particularly in like the 2019 season. Right. Now you got Lamar, now you got Odell. I'm curious to know, like, what the cultural football impact well, would be. Well, you already saw Lamar at the Drake show. You exactly. Know, Drake but that's not new, right? Like, right. Drake has been a Lamar fan yeah. prior to Odell coming. Yeah. And, and I mean, Odell is around. You If you follow Odell, if you watch his stories, he's constantly around celebrities. Yep. And I think this, and, and it's not, Lamar has been around celebrities. I mean, I've seen Lamar future shows. I've seen Lamar just, he's he's been around. But Lamar is a little more reserved than Odell is. You know, yeah. Odell is going to show what he's doing that day. You may not get to see really what Lamar's doing, and he may be doing the exact same thing that Odell's doing. He's just not going to necessarily put it all out there. They are two totally different guys. Odell is more of the louder person, not necessarily vocally, but just, you know, he, you know Odell's in the building, and he kind of wants you to know when he's in the building. Lamar's kind of like, 
I just want, I'm here. I just want to lay, you know, I want to lay low as much as possible. Like, I, I think Lamar is a little more humbler uh, in that sense. Um, but yeah, they can definitely play off each other. And I think maybe Odell is kind of the guy that may help get Lamar out of his shell a little bit, you know, who knows? Um, but in terms of the route running, I will say that's kind of like what you're saying for Odell to kind of freestyle it a little bit. That's kind of been his MO throughout his career. And to, sometimes to a fault, there have been people that have complained that sometimes Odell just, he's out there running his own play, you know, and finding ways to get open and, in the past, sometimes he and the quarterback on, on, aren't on the same page. I'm curious to see how much he gets to do that in this offense, considering he does have comfortability with Todd Munkin, um, and he has kind of made a living freestyling routes at various points. I am, uh, I, I do want to see how much of that he gets to do. But in terms of Andrews and his option routes, I, to be honest, it looks like Andrews, I don't know, I, I don't know if we'll see as many. Yeah. option routes from him as we've seen in the Greg Roman offense they'll still do it no doubt about it um but I just don't I think it may be a little more structured yeah than maybe it was in the past uh for Andrews and you look at it maybe that's part of the reason you know why some of the spacing may have been bad in some of those uh Greg Roman absolutely uh, games maybe Andrews at times while there's times where he's running the option routes and is working there may have been times where like he's getting a little too much depth on his routes and is bleeding into somebody else's because so many times we talked about the spacing and the route running and too many receivers in the same area in the Greg Roman offense so that could have been a little bit of it and Todd Munkin is so on the the small things and his attention to detail is so precise that I, I think with him it's more of this is what I want and this is kind of what I, I, I want you to do. Like you can, there'll be some things built in for you to have some flexibility here and there. But for the most part, I think it's going to be kind of what Todd Munkin wants to see out there. I agree with that. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interesting to see uh, what the impact of Odell will be both on and off the field. But I definitely think that on the field, it will be an immediate impact. It's always good to have a veteran presence um, like Odell on your team to help a guy like Lamar, who is still fairly young. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Mike Sando from The Athletic uh, talked to 50 different people that are around the National Football League, including defensive coordinators, executives, and such, and they tiered the quarterbacks. Uh, and so that list came out. Of course, Patrick Mahomes was in the first tier and we're not going to argue <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. They had Josh Allen um, in tier one. So tier two, um, it is Jalen Hurts at number six and Lamar Jackson at number seven. So they have Lamar um, at the number seven overall uh, quarterback situation, um, but listed in tier two. They only have five quarterbacks in tier one. And then, you know, tier two, they moved 
uh, six down. So um, there's guys like Justin Herbert, they put in tier one, by the way, Aaron Rodgers, I don't care about. Aaron Rodgers um, is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Joe Burrow, they put at tier one as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, again, they put Herbert at tier one and then they put Hertz before Lamar at tier two. And so um, my argument about this is this. I don't have a problem Her, uh, from a Herbert perspective, from when you look at his numbers, obviously you understand why they have him in tier one. Um, but I don't believe that Herbert or Hertz is as impactful as Lamar. Um, when Lamar is not playing, this team, the Ravens, is a completely different football team without him. Lamar is what makes this team go. Now, you people will say, well, they did this down the stretch. They did that down the stretch. Obviously, they made a playoff appearance without Lamar last year, but you also have to look at the strength of schedule that they had last year, played a big part into it. The Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons, the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Okay. That's, that was going to happen. Um, But from an impact perspective, I don't believe uh, that neither Hertz or Herbert. Yes, I am saying Herbert because, and I say this because, as her as good as Herbert is, it doesn't reflect what they do in the postseason. Um, I believe that Lamar is more impactful than those two in regards to how well the team does overall. So I'm not really mad at the second tier. I mean, it's fine. You know, they have him seventh overall. They have him a top ten quarterback as he should be. Um, but Hurts, yes, I know that they made a Super Bowl, but they, they ran pretty much a very similar offense that the Ravens ran, but they had better weapons. That's not Lamar's fault that they got A.J. Brown in a trade in the offseason, uh, you know. And also, Herbert has better weapons. He has Mike Williams. He has Keenan Allen. And regardless of what you guys think about, I, I understand that those guys were injured, but Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are better than anybody that the, that Lamar had worked with up until. And Austin Eckler to check it down to. Austin who was, Eckler. was great last year. Exactly. And who was a, about 30% of their offense or 35% mm-hmm. of their offense. So I, I bring that up to say, like, both of those guys have better players. Yeah. And yet Lamar has done so much more in his short career with much less, which is why my issue is in terms of how this ranking goes. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, I'll even take it a step further. Josh Allen. I mean, I'm not saying that Josh Allen's not better, but I'm also, I don't know if he's substantially better. I mean, Josh Allen led the league in turnovers last year. Uh, so, I mean, this is a guy that can't take care of the ball. He's got a better supporting cast than Lamar does. He's got, a, I would say, argue possibly a better team than Lamar does, at least last year and the year before yeah. he has. I mean, I, you, you, Lamar doesn't have the Stephon Diggs. He doesn't have the A.J. Browns. He doesn't have the Keenan Islands and those guys. I think a little bit of that gets used on him. And look, it's so funny how Jalen Hurts gets shot up to number six when just a year ago this time, everybody was questioning whether Jalen Hurts was a starting quarterback in the league. And now all of a sudden, Jalen Hurts is the sixth best quarterback in the league. I mean, And, and I'm a Jalen Hurts guy. I was one of Dang. the people saying that I felt like Jalen Hurts could play at this level. What he did last year was not a surprise to me because un- just like what we saw kind of with Lamar, 
you got to be able to give these guys uh, some talent around them. It's, I don't think it's a coincidence that when you give Jalen Hurts A.J. Brown to go along with Devontae Smith yes. and Dallas Goddard and all those guys that all of a sudden his game goes to the next level. I don't think it's a coincidence that when you add Stephon Diggs to that Buffalo offense that all of a sudden Josh Allen's game goes to another level. You know, I, I it's just – I'm curious to see what it looks like for Lamar. Maybe that'll be the case for Lamar this year. Maybe Lamar is the Hurts and, and the Islands of the group that now that he's finally got some weapons, maybe now he gets catapulted into that top four, top five quarterbacks around this time of next year because now we get to see what he can do with the weapons around him. Uh, but I, I just feel like when it comes to Lamar, it's always, it, it's never enough. It yeah. is never enough with him. And look, it's not, I'm not going to sit here and act like Lamar's a perfect player. He's not, he's got flaws. He's got his accurate accuracy issues. He's got his issues with being able to consistently uh, impact a game as a passer on a regular basis. He's had problems staying healthy the last two years, all of those things I'm taking into account, but I'm also looking at the grand scheme of things. And I'm looking at all these other quarterbacks that are put ahead of him. And I'm looking at what do they have that Lamar doesn't, what helps them take their game to the next level that Lamar hasn't been able to have just yet. He's got a creative offensive coordinator now. So we'll see what happens with that as well, just in terms of how it impacts them scheme wise uh, with Lamar. But I, I I do think it's just, like I said, it's always the goalposts always get moved. For Lamar Jackson is at one point it's oh he can't win a playoff game or he only has one playoff win but then you look at Justin Herbert and it's like okay when does that get factored in how you talk about him and I like Justin Herbert I do that, that kind of is what conflicts me when it comes to people like him and Josh Allen like I like them as a quarterback and Jalen Hurts as well but it's just like when I hear and see how the national guys or anybody that does these lists how they look at Lamar Jackson. It just doesn't seem like the grading scale is the same across the board. And I don't have a problem with saying that as a passer, Jalen uh, Justin Herbert is better than Lamar Jackson. Right. I think he is a better passer right. than Lamar, no doubt about it. Um, but I'm not going to ignore what Lamar is as a runner and how that impacts him as a passer. I'm not yeah. like people want to separate the two as if being a his that as if Lamar's mobility doesn't go into the description of a quarterback, it does, People particularly because the league now is all about mobility. Like, exactly. the, you know, the quarterbacks exactly. that are coming out have to move now. I mean, look, what we're not going to do is act like Patrick Mahomes is not a mobile quarterback, right. Patrick Mahomes is absolutely a mobile quarterback. Um, and so that that that's the part that I agree it irritates me as well, Cordell. Yeah, yeah, it just it's always like, well, he's a runner. And okay, but he's the best. He's the best running quarterback in the league. Nobody does. Lamar Jackson last year. I, I want to, and I'm just off the top of my head. I want to say he was close to 800 yards rushing last year. That's with him missing the back end yep. of, the, of the season. I mean, this dude is. People are talking about Lamar's running less. He's not going to get to a thousand yards this year. Lamar can get to a thousand yards in his sleep if he plays 17 games. He's going to get that by accident. We're going to look up and he's going to have like close to 1100 yards rushing at the end of the season. And he didn't even want to do it. You know, he wanted to get, he wanted to be more of a passer and his passing numbers. I think he's, I think this year could be historic where he has over 4,000 yards passing 
and a thousand yards rushing. Like mm-hmm. I could see that happening for him this year. He's the he's one of the few quarterbacks that you look at and I feel like can be that type of guy. Jalen Hurts last year, what made him so special? Yeah, he was throwing the ball all over the field. He was making some of those deep plays, but Philly was one of the best rushing offenses in the league last year, if not the best best rushing offense in the league. And that was led by Jalen Hurts, who led them in rushing touchdowns last year. So let's not act like that wasn't a big part of his game. Josh Allen, he's led the Bills in rushing for the last like two two seasons. So, I mean, that's what he does. That's a big part of his game. He's got a cannon of an arm as well, but he's also got one of the top receivers in the league to go out there and make it happen. He's got Dawson Knox. He's got, a, you know, they, they, they have pieces out there. I, I'm just curious to see now what it looks like for Lamar when it's not all centered around Mark Andrews, where it's not like, okay, let's stop the tight end mm-hmm. and we're good. Nobody else scares us. We can just go one-on-one on the outside, man everybody else up because we don't believe that their receivers can beat us in one-on-one coverage. They get no separation and they can't win the contested catches. That's, that's really what it boils yeah. down to. Yeah, and I, I do think that Lamar, um, look, he he's still listed as a top 10 quarterback, which, you know, coming from just a couple of years ago, that's still saying a lot because there was at one point in time, you know, people did not believe in Lamar Jackson as a quarterback. And I think a lot of it does have to do with the fact that we're starting to understand that mobility is a part of quarterback play. It's okay for a quarterback, especially if Lamar is not taking like hits Um, running like people thought that he would because he's not he's not taking those types of hits and we know that both times that he's been injured it's been you know him playing uh under center and and in the pocket or what he was trying to make a pass play basically so I I definitely think that um there are uh, there are players that are above him that have benefited from having better rosters um but ultimately uh I I don't have an issue with Lamar being top 10 for obvious reasons. And I am curious to know if he will move up the scale a little bit now that he has better weapons. And I anticipate that, like you said, Josh Allen benefited from Stefan Diggs. And like I said, Herbert has benefited from having really good guys on the outside um, and Austin Eckler as well. So I do want to say, I don't really have a problem with any of the names they have ahead of him. I mean, you don't have to argue really any of those names hurts is a little bit iffy just because it's the, I get it. They went to the Super Bowl. He was runner-up for for MVP last year. I mean, he had a heck of a year. Uh, but I mean, does runner-up MVP weigh more than the guy who won? It was unanimous MVP, the right. MVP of all time. I mean, how much does what they have done go into these rankings? I I, I wonder. But Hurst is probably the only one that yeah. I would just kind of pump the brakes on. Like, uh, I I don't know. Like, if Lamar was in that Philly offense, they might have <laughs> they might have won it all. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Me. Absolutely. I, I definitely think that they that they win that that game. So I agree with you there. Um, so, you know, there we are. The, the, that is where Lamar is. You know, you can argue about it. You can agree with it. You know, that's what these lists do. They they really are just engagement yeah. um, things to have people, you know, something to talk about that yeah. leads into football season, much like the top 100 list. So uh, there's that. Well, you'll be back uh, at training camp this week. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully we'll 
will see Zay Flowers. Hopefully he's feeling better and we can get more updates on how the offense is going. Um, and we look forward to hearing from you in terms of what's going on. We want to thank you all for listening. So from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive. Twenty Four Hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 